Welcome to a new episode of Evil Edge, a podcast series by the European Evaluation Society, focusing on cutting-edge topics, methods, and tools in evaluation. My name is Marco Lorenzoni, and today I will be your host, together with my colleague Valentine Gandhi. Hello, everyone. Today we have with us in our virtual studio James Go. James is not an evaluator, but rather a researcher on artificial intelligence at the MIT, the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. He has an academic background in statistics, economics, data science, and development economics. And his research interests include uh, transformer-based large natural language processing models, covering applications such as recursive summarization and long-form question answering. Also, he has experience in the development sector, having served with organizations such as USAID, World Bank, GPAL, Dahlberg, One Acre Fund, and others. We have invited James Go for this podcast, as James is one of the leading researchers that developed AI Lies, which is a GPT-based tool developed to support evaluators, researchers, or students in analyzing single or multiple documents. Welcome, James, and thanks for being with us. Thanks so much for having me. I, I love your podcast, and it's a, such a great way to share new emerging technologies with the broader evaluation community. Thank you, James. Um, as you rightly said, in our podcast, we explore cutting-edge technologies and how it's relevant for uh, evaluation in particular and international development in general. So in this podcast, we are uh, we, will, we want to know more about AI lies. Uh, I like the way it's pronounced. I think it's AI-based analyze, right? So AI lies. So we want to know about its present state and foreseeable developments. Uh, but to start with, can you tell us a bit about where did this idea of AI lies come from and what exactly it is for our listeners? Yeah, so as you've mentioned, I've worked at several development organizations and I've personally done some research in AI in the development sector from computer vision to natural language processing. And what I've realized in the sector is evaluations and qualitative evaluations have been really challenging. It's just so time consuming given the vast amount of documents and interview transcripts to see through. And I could see that AI was progressing so quickly in other fields. And it's clear that if, if other fields could adopt AI, why can't evaluators do so as well? In fact, if we don't embrace AI, we risk falling behind, wasting time on tedious manual processes. So we really should free up more time to do more valuable work and use AI to help us secure this competitive advantage. Uh, this really sparked the interest to do more research in AI in evaluation and eventually led to the creation of AI Lies, this tool made specially for program evaluation. You can ask it to summarize your program documents or interview transcripts, identify codes and themes across different interview transcripts, and you can even use it to count how many interviewees expressed a certain viewpoint. It's really changing the way evaluators are doing their work and what has started as a research project has really grown into something so much more. Uh, we've had incredible response from the community and are now partnering with many national and regional evaluation associations from the US, France, Luxembourg, uh, Latin America, and, and you know so many more. And really glad uh, to be able to share this with uh, the European community too. So uh, James, 
And what is AI is different from other uh, artificial intelligence tools, or particularly from other GPT-based tools such as ChatGPT, ChatSonic, Replica, or others? Yeah, the real distinction in AI lies is that it's specially tailored for program evaluation with features very unique to the program evaluation process. Uh, in particular, unlike GPT and others, ChatGPT and others, you can use um, ALIs uh, with your documents and you can upload lengthy documents uh, to the program. So for example, an hour's uh, worth of interview transcripts could run up to 30 pages. And with AI lives, you can upload all of your interview transcripts and gather more in insights on them. So we think that this can help uh, evaluators really save much more time. And it's an enhancement over some of the tools that are out there. Thanks for that, James. Um, I, I read somewhere, AI is not going to steal your jobs, but those who know AI will steal. So I think it's timely that we're talking about this even in the in in the context of evaluation and, and i'm glad that this specifically focuses on program evaluation like marco leah and me uh we we probably are a bit of tech geeks but not every listeners are and so could you tell us in simple terms what does ALS concretely does if i was an evaluator how can i interact with it and what kind of analysis that ALS ALS provides so AI Lies is particularly useful during the document review and interview transcript process. You can go to AILies.com and upload your documents. And once you've uploaded the documents, you'll see a range of features. Uh, first, there is summarization. And this is especially useful in the document review process, where often you are dumped you know, so many hundreds of documents to review, and you're not sure which documents contain the right information. You're not sure... Uh, which sections to look at first. And with the summarization feature, you can quickly understand what the program is about, who are the key stakeholders, and so on, uh, things that you really want to know. Uh, you can even ask the summarization tool to focus on a specific section or a specific topic in that document, so you don't need to spend all that time trying to find the relevant information. Second is to get themes. This is very useful for analyzing interview transcripts. Typically, you would do some coding in analyzing interview transcripts, but with AI Lies, you can upload your interview transcripts, not just one or two, but you know you can upload all of your interview transcripts and you can get a relevant uh, themes from those transcripts. Uh, you could even organize it in a code book format. And this is useful, especially as an initial start to your coding process where you might not know what are the relevant codes or it might be useful as a sense check to make sure that you're not missing anything from the interview transcripts. Uh, and third, it's a question and answer feature. Uh, this is very useful if you want to quickly extract the key insights from uh, specific program documents, or if you want to analyze interview transcripts. In particular, often evaluators need to compare the views of the interviewees by, by gender or by nationality, and you can ask uh, questions like, you know, compare the viewpoints between uh, males and females on a specific topic. And the tool would look through your, your interview transcripts, pick out the relevant sections, and thereafter analyze and compare those different viewpoints. So we think this can be very powerful as a way to not just very quickly answer the question, but also answer it in a relative unbiased and comprehensive fashion. So you, you ensure that you don't bring in your biases 
and you ensure that you are comprehensive and don't miss out any participants. Uh, finally, the last feature that we have right now is to count the number of participants who've expressed a certain viewpoint. We think this is useful, especially if you want to start to quantify some of the findings. For example, in reports, often instead of saying a majority of people or some people said something or had a certain viewpoint, you often want to count exactly how many people uh, express this viewpoint. And with AI lies, you can look through every single interview transcript, pick out uh, the tool will automatically pick out whether the interviewee spoke about that viewpoint or not and categorize them accordingly. So this is just a start of um, the features on AI lies. We are looking into many more whether it's qualitative comparative analysis or other types of analysis. And we are very keen to uh, get started and get to partner with others on this. Um, I have a question, uh, James, on uh, privacy and confidentiality. You know that uh, privacy and confidentiality are not just legal obligations, but uh, we have some ethical uh, rules and norms uh, as evaluators to protect anonymity of, um, of our sources. And uh, we are due uh, to um, uh, not to disclose uh, private and confidential documents. But I, I understand that uh, a user uh, needs, of course, to upload uh, documents into the system in order to get to get answers. So can you tell us about uh, how ILIS uh, guarantees privacy and confidentiality of the documents uploaded into the system for analysis? Are we going, I don't know, are documents used to train uh, the system, for instance? Can you tell us more about this? So we treat data privacy extremely seriously. Uh, evaluations touch on very sensitive topics and involve individuals' personal opinion. Uh, so a data leak is going to be really serious. Uh, so AI lies is GDPR compliant. We encrypt your data. So that means that we cannot view your data. Um, in addition, once you are done with the analysis and you close the website, we also immediately delete your data so we can't access it and use it for further purposes. Uh, and to your question, we don't use your data to train our AI models uh, because it's sensitive, it's personal, and it does not belong to us. So our AI models will not learn any information from your data. For those evaluators who actually deal with uh, more medical type of information, you can also sign a business associate agreement with us, and this will allow you to be HIPAA compliant. So in this, these various technical ways, we are ensuring that your data is treated uh, with utmost seriousness and, and ensure that uh, data privacy is upheld. Thank you. That is quite helpful to know. So uh, we understand the roots of ALICE was we, we understand that it's an MIT-funded research project, and that's how it, it was starting. Is it still an MIT-funded project, or, or is it how is it sustaining, and what, what's the future for AILS? That's a great question. We've recently spun off as a startup because of the real demand for AILS, and we've had such an exponential increase in the need for computation uh, capacity. Um, this also means that we have to do some sort of cost recovery in terms of pricing, but our commitment is really to provide access to AI to as many users as possible. So you can actually use the tool for free and with very generous computational power. You can ask unlimited questions for free, and we are able to process up to 60 pages per document, so covering much more than a typical interview transcript. And we believe that with these 
uh, with better access to AI that can allow more evaluators to really speed up their workflow. And we do have to cap a certain amount of uh, documents and pages because of the computational um, cost involved. But we feel that you know, with this uh, free tool, we are able to serve many as many users as possible. So we understand that uh, presently you're looking for establishing partnerships with uh, with evaluators, and uh, this was one of the reasons, by the way, uh, that drove us to to invite you to this uh, to this podcast. We we saw an email that you sent to uh, a national uh, evaluation association. We say, well, uh, let's uh, let's have a talk about about the model. So can you tell us more about the type of partnerships that you're looking for and how one evaluator or one evaluation association can contact you to discuss this possibility? So we really hope to be able to partner with even more evaluators, in particular to gather your feedback on the tool and explore different parts of your workflow where we can help to apply AI and accelerate your work. Uh, in return, we, we are very keen to be able to partner with you on a one-to-one -one basis, ensure you get access to the latest features, and also make sure that you know, the data that you use on the tool uh, is able to be successfully analyzed by AI and ensure that we can troubleshoot any features customized to your workflow. Uh, we also are interested in partnering with others to organize workshops or present at conferences to share more about how AI can be used in program evaluation we think this is a definite shift in the way evaluations will be working in the future and hope to evangelize the use of AI broadly to the community. Uh, if you want to contact us, you can contact us on the website, which is again, um, just AILies.com. Thanks, uh, James. I think uh, I'm sure after this episode, you will hear from a lot of evaluators and we hope so. So those of you who are listening, this is a great opportunity to shape something Often in Eval Edge, we have uh, at the podcast we've discussed about how evaluators can be catalysts for change, and this is one of the opportunities where AI is is there, whether we like it or not, and it's a great opportunity to partner with folks like James to really shape uh, the way softwares and apps and AI based tools are developed. So this was the end of our podcast with uh, James, and really James, you gave us goosebumps with the exciting tool that is being developing. And uh, as uh, James mentioned, please visit AILies.com. Uh, we will put it in the link as well in the bottom. And uh, thank you so much for your time. And thanks, Marco, also for in inviting uh, James to this, our regular exciting podcast, and Leah for ensuring the technical sides are working. We look forward to seeing you in our next podcast. Thanks, everyone. Stay safe. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye.